Well, I'll tell you, it has to do with Jesus. <laughs> but we spend so much time preparing, and even the message of preparing for Jesus. We do not want to lose sight of this. And this is such good news. This is such gospel news. It's something that you don't have to do. It has everything about how you receive it. And this is so good. So of the things that I say today, do not lose sight of this that I haven't even preached about. You want to know where it is? It's John 14. Verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. You know what it is? talks about Jesus being with the disciples. And he's saying to his disciples this, I have prepared a place for you. Well, you're probably thinking of something more dynamic, right? I love this message. Because in our frantic busyness of trying to prepare and to prepare for Jesus, we have a God that loves us so much, loves you so much, loves me so much, that he's done all the work and he's prepared for us. Well, we couldn't do it. Look at the people before Jesus. They were thinking they were preparing the way. And, and our God knew they were clueless about it. God sent his son Jesus in the flesh. God in the flesh, Emmanuel, to be with us. To do all the preparing. To be doing all the doing. To do all the saving. To do all the redeeming. Think of that. Most religions have a do list of things you have to do. In Christianity, it's about... What God has done for you. <clears throat> All the religions of the world, what am I going to do? Christianity, what God has done for you. Can you get an amen out of that? <laughs> Man, that that's life giving. It's what he's already done. And after he did the salvation work on the cross, and he died on the cross to get his family back. <clears throat> Forgive us of our sin because God is holy and takes sin seriously. He died on the cross for your sin and my sin. And he prepared a place after forgiving us. He rose from the dead and he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm preparing a place. I'm, pl pr pl <laughs> I'm preparing a, he did it better than a room. I'm preparing all this for you long in advance. No procrastination. Any procrastinators out there? No procrastination in the, in the eyes of God and the, the actions of our God. He did it all for you. So in the midst of what I say, of things that God wants us to do to repair it for his arrival, don't miss this. In the midst of us and our mistakes and falling short as we will, we have a God that's done it for us. And God has prepared for us. And I pray that that will be good news to you. It's good news to me. So now, in light of that really good news, our Lord and Savior Jesus did tell us to do some things. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he did. So I'm going to give you a great homework assignment because I know, because you're no different from me, 
I can learn a whole lot better, and I can get the stuff that God wants to give me way clearer if I do the reading on my own. So here's your homework. Ready? Write it down. I want you to do this. Because it has everything to do with what God wants to have us do. I don't want you to breeze through it. I want you to read carefully in it. I want you to read Matthew chapter 24 and Matthew chapter 25. Why? Because chapter 24 talks about Jesus' own prediction and Jesus' own promise of him coming back. So he lived, he died, he rose again. But before he went to the cross, he let him know in advance. I'm predicting it for you. I'm giving you this promise. And he's saying, I'm coming back. And this is the nature of how I'm going to come back. And in chapter 24 of Matthew, as you'll see in the other Gospels, we'll see what Jesus has to say about his coming. The second part has everything to do with what we can do to prepare for Jesus' coming back. So it's something we can do. And that's in chapter 25. And if you're like me, I hear it once, I'll say thank you, and I'll forget it. Then I hear it twice, and I'll say thank you, and I'll forget it. Then I hear it three times, and hopefully I'll get it, but I'll often forget. But Jesus shared in chapter 25 ways that you and I, the church, individually and corporately, can prepare for his coming. And so if you want to know, you can hear this. In the first story in chapter 25, I want you to read this, but you'll hear it. It's the story of the ten virgins. Raise your hand if you remember that story. You guys remember that story? There was five foolish virgins, and then there's five wise virgins. Five were ready, and five were not. So the first story lifts up in this story of a bridegroom and a future bride. They knew he was coming, but Five were not prepared. So in this first one, gotta be ready. How do you get ready? <laughs> Pastors are usually not very brief. So don't miss this. Repent and believe the good news. Repent. <coughs>
Receive the good news of Jesus. Receive this good news of why he came and that he loved you. That's the first story of what we need to do. And some of us might procrastinate too long, but did you know you do not know how long you're going to live? Did you know that? So don't procrastinate. Today is the day of salvation. Come to Jesus. Please. He comes with open arms. He loves you. Trust, believe in the good news. Repent and believe in him. Then the second story. You know that story? It's about the five bags of gold. It's about the bags of gold. And Jesus tells the story of this, this wealthy man, this owner, and had all this property. It goes off for a long time, but he gave three this important job and responsibility. Take this, these bags of gold and put them to work. He gave one ten, another one five, another one two, and he went up. And then he came back. And guess who's the one that went off and came back? Who's that supposed to be? Can you say Jesus? <laughs> and in the story, it's a way of us to prepare. What does that have to do with? Putting our talents our time, talents, and treasures to work for God. All of life, of all that there is, is what God has given to you. It belongs to Him. It doesn't belong to you. And He wants you to use your gifts, your time, your talents, and your abilities, your treasures for the glory of God. Him. We need to 
remind each other about that. And the last story was the parable of the, the <laughs> sheep that I should have sheep and goats. That'd be great. Parable of the sheep and the goats. And you remember the visits, right? We talked about visiting, imprisoned, the poor, and those that are lonely. And it comes back, well, wow, who's that? And Jesus then goes and says, whoever you did it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And the call then is, what? This parable of the sheep and the goats, to love and to care, to show kindness all around us that goes right to our mission statement, right? What are we called to do? Not only to use our gifts and abilities, and not only to repent and believe, but to love people beautifully in Jesus. To love God and to love people in this way. So did God give us some direction of how to prepare? Does it make you feel bad? Do you feel broken when you hear this list in chapter 25 like me? Because <sighs> he's given us things to do. But isn't it great news? Oh, I need to begin and end with the good news. He's prepared a place for you. And spent eternity doing it for you. And he's given you a savior and he didn't procrastinate on that. And he continues to long for you to receive this gift. And said, I have prepared a place for you. Not only saved you now, but I'm giving you this place. And it's all for you. And I haven't procrastinated. But I'm waiting so that you'll receive him. That's good news. So people of God, let us not slumber like those five virgins. Let's get busy by the grace of God. To do these incredible things that God has called us. To use our time, talents, and treasures. To love each other deeply. All for the glory of God. Amen? Amen.